We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. This won't hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you Whoa, hear that? What's that smell? That was not awful. there yesterday. That's totally my natural hair color. Why does it look like that? Don't worry. That was deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Wait, who are you? I'm the Uncanny Valley version of Siri that won't get you sued by the Apple company. Oh. Well, in that case, welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. Have you heard of a listicle before? If not, We'll give you three guesses for what it is. It's either A, the name of a kind of microscope, B, a foul-tasting solution the humans gargle to fight bad breath, or C, a rare type of pubic hair first discovered in the late 1800s. If you guessed A, B, or C, We'll give you a chance to do better next time because a listicle is an article like a news piece or a blog presented as a numbered list. For this week's adventure, we explored aftertaste and we plan to talk about aftertaste using the listicle format. But Google was no help in telling us what a podcast given in a list form should be called. Is it a list cast? A podcastle, a podisticle. The name that jumped out at me was Podlist, but I feel like we could do better. Since this idea appears to be new to the internet, we'd like to invite you to suggest what a podcast given in list form should be called. If you've got an idea, you can share it with us by writing to info at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We'll read the best idea during an upcoming episode. But in the meantime, please enjoy 5 Reasons the Humans Would Be Better Off with a Computer Tongue. Actually, it's going to be 5 Surprising Facts About Aftertaste. That will make the humans wish they had more efficient, robot tongues instead. Okay, while Siri gets her act together, here is a little background. An aftertaste is a taste that remains in your mouth after a food is no longer in there. But before we have aftertaste, we have taste, which we usually think of as a function of the tongue. You probably have some idea of how your tongue works. It moves food around in your mouth so you can chew and swallow, and bumps you see when you look at your tongue in the mirror are taste buds that enable you to taste. A lot of that is true except that the bumps are not actually taste buds. Instead, the bumps, called papillae, or papilla, depending on who you ask, act as little houses for the taste buds, and they help to grip food that we eat so that the tongue can move it around more easily inside our mouths. 
The surfaces of these papillae bumps are covered in tiny hair-like fibers called microvilli, which have even tinier chemical receptor cells for detecting various molecules in the stuff we eat. The hairy papillae bumps on our tongues send messages to our brains about these molecules. And when our brains receive these messages, they recognize them as the different tastes we experience, like sweet or bitter. None of this works without saliva. Without saliva, we can't taste anything. We need saliva in order to help dissolve foods so that their components are small enough to interact with the chemical receptor cells in our tongues. So saliva and our tongues and our sense of smell work together to produce taste sensations that help us tell if we've eaten something that might give us lots of energy or to help protect us from foods that might be unsafe, like foods that might be spoiled or possibly poisonous. And the whole thing is supposed to require that we've actually got something in our mouth in the first place. So how is it that we can detect taste even after our mouths are empty? Most of the time, once we don't have food in our mouth anymore, the tongue gets washed off and the sensation of taste goes away because there's nothing left to taste. So how is aftertaste even a thing? The answer has to do with what we eat. Most foods give us the sensation of taste because of chemical reactions that happen when they touch the surface of the chemical receptor cells on our tongues. But there are some molecules in some foods that actually seep inside the cells. So when you have a lingering taste in your mouth, even though you've finished eating, it's not just your imagination. Instead, it's that your mouth, or rather your tongue, is not really empty. That thing the humans experience as an aftertaste is like a kind of invisible residue of leftover food molecules that have made their way inside the cells of the human's tongues. Given time, the body will break these molecules down and get rid of them. And once that happens, the aftertaste goes away. But for some food molecules, this can happen rather slowly which is kind of a bummer, and also kind of surprising. So it brings us to the beginning of our list of surprising facts about aftertaste. Five. Number five on our list of surprising facts about aftertaste is that most of the remedies we use to get rid of aftertaste don't work. Two of the most popular tricks are to drink milk or eat cucumbers. Both can have a soothing effect, but they don't do anything to remove the food molecules that have made their way into the cells on your tongue. The best way to remove these molecules is to wait for the body to remove them naturally. The best way to avoid aftertaste is to avoid the foods that cause them. In the future, this may become a lot easier because food scientists are currently working on ways to remove compounds in foods that cause aftertaste. Some wines, for example, leave a nasty, fishy aftertaste, which scientists believe may be caused by iron in the wine. To try to fix this, the scientists are exploring ways to treat the wine with yeast in order to remove the iron. There's also a bunch of research in progress to figure out how to remove the bitter aftertaste caused by artificial sweeteners. 
So far, none of these altered foods or drinks are available in stores, but you can probably expect to hear more about them in the future. Four. Number four on our list of surprising facts about aftertaste is that the lingering hotness we experienced from eating spicy foods is actually a kind of pain, not a kind of aftertaste. Have you noticed that spicy is not included in the list of our five basic tastes? Sweet, sour, bitter, salty, and umami? The reason is because spice isn't a taste at all. The burn we experience from spicy foods like hot chili peppers comes from the interaction between spicy foods and a class of nerves called nociceptors. These nociceptor nerves interpret some of the molecules in spicy foods as pain, and because they don't work quite in the same way as taste receptors, our ability to soothe them by, say, chasing spicy foods with liquid varies depending on the type of food we've eaten. Drinking water, for example, will do nothing to soothe the pain of hot peppers because the heat pain they cause comes from an oil. So a better way to cool your mouth after eating them is to down some fatty milk or alcoholic beer. This trick won't work for foods like hot mustard or wasabi because their heat pain mostly affects pain nerves deep inside our noses. As a fun side note, the reason chilies hurt when eaten is because chilies are a kind of poison. When they burn inside the humans' mouths, the burning is meant to act as a warning not to eat too many of them or else the humans can get sick. 3. Number 3 on our list of surprising facts about aftertaste is that they can follow exposure to other things besides food. Smoking cigarettes is a pretty good way to wind up with lingering tastes inside the mouth, but other things can include exposure to the smell of gasoline, rubber dust, and chemicals like benzene. 2. Number 2 on our list of surprising facts about aftertaste is that sometimes, when people experience tastes that linger for ages and ages, even after there is no actual food, it can be a sign of health problems. Some of the most common problems that can involve unwanted, lingering tastes include side effects from medications, too many over-the-counter vitamin supplements that contain metals like zinc, infections, allergies, acid reflux, or inflammation from not keeping your teeth and gums clean enough. Most of the time, when otherwise healthy people have a persistent taste in their mouths, but no other symptoms, they can assume that they are just fine. Even common changes in the body like pregnancy can affect taste. But your doctor won't think you're crazy if you decide to bring this up during your next visit. And it's not unheard of for them to consider checking for specific health challenges that can affect taste, like liver problems or diabetes. A metallic taste is usually worth paying attention to. So if you've got one and you're worried about it, don't be shy, especially if you're also having trouble breathing or swallowing. One. And number one on our list of surprising facts about aftertaste is that like taste, it's not always super precise. Taste and aftertaste alert us to chemistry happening inside our mouths. 
but the processes our bodies use to achieve this aren't perfect. As an example, our bodies mistakenly detect sugar when we use artificial sweeteners. This happens even though artificial sweeteners literally have no sugar in them at all. Our brains just get confused because the molecules in artificial sweeteners are very similar to the ones in actual sugar. This kind of confusion can also undermine the protection we're supposed to get from being able to taste foods in the first place. Remember earlier when we said that our mouths feel pain after eating chili peppers because our bodies are trying to warn us of potential danger? Well, the same thing is supposed to happen when we taste other dangerous things, like rotten foods or poisons. But some incredibly toxic poisons like antifreeze confuse our bodies by producing a delicious taste when we eat them. Or they don't produce a taste at all. So by the time our bodies have figured out that we've eaten something horribly wrong, we're already in big trouble. Most of the time, we can't really taste germs in our food either. Are the humans ready to wish for computer chip tongues yet? I doubt that, but there is some research being done to see if computers can develop a robot version of what we call taste to better detect the chemistry present in dangerous foods and drinks. Not too long ago, the computer company IBM even announced a plan to see how this might work to help prevent foodborne illness. Computer power, computer power, computer power? Yeah, yes, computer power. So there you have it. It turns out aftertaste can be kind of annoying, but also kind of important. In a future episode, we'll talk more about taste in general, and we'll explore some of the surprising science of how it all seems to work. Like the fact that loud noises in the background during a meal can make the human brain think food is less sweet, less salty, and more crunchy even when it isn't. Or the very popular misconception that we can only detect certain flavors from specific spots on our tongues, when the truth is that every part of our tongue can pick up on all of the thousands of known flavor combinations. But more on that later. That's all for now. Stay tuned, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?